0: This is Fantasy Status, a fun fantasy football podcast between friends. Go to fantasystatus.com to check out all the information about these leagues that we're talking about and to check out all our great sponsors. Let's get straight to the podcast. I've got my buddy Dale on the line. Hey Dale.
1: Hey, Ledger, what's going on?
0: Not much, man. So I guess you've been doing this for a couple of years now, but we've got uh, three leagues, each with twelve teams, mostly crypto folks in them, right? And yep. uh, we've got you know, this whole bracket challenge. So whoever wins each league is going to go up against each other, the three champions, and then the number one champion takes it all home, right? How's the, what's the? Stru- that's how the structure is, right?
1: Yeah, so there's three leagues, 12 teams, um, and then the winner of each league's, league gets 20% of the pot. And then so in week 15, which is the championship week, uh, the winner obviously will be determined that week, but then the following week, all three of the league winners will play, set their lineup again. And then we combine the two week scores and the winner with the highest score in the last two weeks gets the remaining 40% of the pot. So we've done this with, we used to do this with crypto street. Uh, we've done it for two years and there's been repeat teams and we've always gotten new teams coming in, but kind of wanted to keep it going. Cause I think as you can attest the, uh, the draft night is always the night before the league kicks off and we all hop in discord and just kind of sit and shoot the breeze and talk smack to each other. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people look forward to that night. So I kind of wanted to keep it going.
0: Yeah, man, I've, I've always enjoyed it. I've gotten to know new people in crypto through these leagues and this gives us something else that's, you know, fun to pay attention to. That's not, uh, you know, crypto trading, but it still has that competitive spirit, so we're running it back. And uh, each league has a sponsor. But before we do that, we got some cool sound effects for you know fantasy. You know, <laughs> that's what it feels like when you've got those heavy crypto bags and you're just getting hammered with you know minus ten, minus fifteen percent. So, oh, I just feel that again.
1: Uh, if not worse. Yeah. It might feel worse than that.
0: Uh, but thankfully, not all is bad because each of these excellent leagues has its own sponsor. You can check out all of them if you just go to fantasystatus.com. Uh, we've got each sponsor listed there, but each league has a sponsor. Uh, let's see. We've got League One is the Dragon Chain League. League, You got that one, us Dale?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's the league I'm in. So check them out. They're Dragon Chain Blockchain Scaled. Uh, you can check them out at ledgerstatus.com slash blockchain.
0: Heck yeah. And then uh League Two is the Matcha League. Matcha's our new sponsor for the podcast. And you go to ledgerstatus.com slash matcha to check it out. It's uh probably the easiest way to trade DeFi stuff and they aggregate all the different swaps, especially in this world, sushi swaps, uniswaps, all that, uh, to make it super easy to trade a whole bunch of DeFi assets. So thanks to Matcha for that. And then League Three is the stacked league. Go to Letterstatus.com/slash stacked. Our buddy Birch uh, started this company, it's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. and this is automated trading, so you don't have to pay attention to everything. You set up these baskets, uh, you can even follow or copy people. You can do uh, you can do you know robo investing based on different categories like privacy coins or DeFi assets and stuff like that. So they've built a really awesome product. Go to LetterStatus.com slash stacked for league three sponsor details. All right, Dale, we just had week one of NFL football before we get into what happened last week, what we expect for this next week. Hey, how, how do you feel about having football in your life again?
1: Oh man, I tell you what, it feels just absolutely great. I, I didn't normally I'm, I, you know, I'm ramped up for the NFL after a couple of weeks of college football, but my, uh, Iowa Hawkeyes, although again, just announced that the big 10 is starting back up mid to end of October. So I'll get to watch them, but you know, you, normally I get a couple of weeks of pregame football for me. I can start with college. I uh, didn't get that this year. So I was a little rusty with the old football remote and flipping back and forth between <laughs> the games. Hadn't got my practice in on that, but it just feels, you know, life going back to normal. I don't care about the fans. That doesn't bother me one bit, yeah, but it I, just
0: feels great. I thought the uh, automated, fans it was weird a little and it was a little weird but it was something i just got used to honestly i have not watched most sports but i've been looking forward to the football season uh, pretty much all year. I gave up all my news podcasts and just started listening to football podcasts. So if the football season got canceled, it would have really <laughs> made 2020 just go an extra notch of terrible. So I'm super pumped that the NFL seemed to figure it out. And it seems like week one went, you know, pretty, pretty cleanly. Like there weren't, weren't too many issues, a lot of hammies, a lot of a lot of hammies, a lot of hammies, couple ACLs. But, um, you know, the teams seemed to have it pretty much together. Right. Yeah.
1: And better on the injury front than I had thought, you know, no real big names, um, with any season ending, I guess, uh, Marlon Mack did have a Torres Achilles, but you know, there's usually one or two of those, but I figured, and I, I know they had been practicing, but I figured there'd be a lot more, uh, no preseason this year, but you know, Michael Thomas kind of banged up. But other than that, it, it was pretty impressive. I know these, You know these athletes are just unreal, and you know they're not quite on the level that you and I are, Ledger. But (laughs) as far as athleticism goes, but we're the we're the peak of the human form. We are the cream of the (laughs) crop.
0: Yeah, Uh, I saw Fantasy Pros is one of these websites and podcasts and stuff. They quote tweeted some guy. Uh, that had James Conner, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin, Devontae Parker, and Michael Thomas on his team. So, like, those are pretty much the five biggest kind of injury things heading into week one and and week two. Um, Mm -hmm. But overall, like you said, been been a pretty clean start. And what we're going to do is go through each of our leagues, talk about things that uh, happened, kind of the scoring recap, and um, also just to – preview you know some of the stuff that we're looking for going into week two some waiver wire stuff and we're just having fun for anybody i know you're you're here mostly for a crypto podcast but this is just a little fun an addendum to all the crypto stuff Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh you've uh we're taking a look here at league one uh league one is the dragon chain league and this is your league right
1: yeah so this is the dragon chain league league one that i am in and uh, you know, like Ledger said, we're going to kind of highlight a couple of the high-scoring teams, low-scoring, and then some other stuff too. And uh, looks like Team Slayers was uh, the league high scorer um, of of Dragon Chain League, scored 143 points. You know, they you'll see some common threads going amongst these high-scoring teams, in my opinion. Uh, he had Calvin Ridley and Lamar Jackson were his high scores. Uh, another noticeable team was Harl's. Uh, scored 128, he had Aaron Rodgers and DeAndre Hopkins going on. For off, anybody which... following
0: along, this is one QB, but two flex is kind of the primary. Yep. Uh, that's really the only twist, right?
1: Yeah, and then no kickers. Yeah, no kickers. I we don't respect Kick... the kicking game.
0: But kickers are
1: just bad for fantasy football. They're frustrating. You know how many times I've lost on a missed field goal?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the worst, man. It's the Some worst. kicker goes off and scores like 18 points, and yeah. you otherwise had a great week, but you lose. Yep.
1: Yep. So, start of the week in in League One was Harrell started Jamison Crowder, who got him twenty one points. He was only started nine point five percent of all ESPN leagues. Yeah, that uh, was Cash an who start. made a controversial pick in the draft. <laughs> he had the second overall pick, and he picked uh,
0: Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, and the chat, the voice chat that night was just going off on him.
0: Yeah, but, if you don't follow fantasy football, picking Russell Wilson in the second pick, great player, great player. Fantastic. From a fantasy strategy perspective though, it's not the smartest. I don't I don't know the crypto comparison, but it's like uh it's kinda like buying Ripple above two dollars. I was gonna say Zcash top also. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, shout out Cash too. But uh I mean it worked for him. He won a close battle over Wow Such football hundred and nineteen to one hundred sixteen. And I I will say I made a comment the night of the draft, about five rounds later, I kinda thought about it and I said, you know, I'm not going to talk smack anymore about cash picking Russell Wilson with a second pick because knowing how he trades, he's going to score 500,000 points this season.
0: He'll he's well it. on his way. He'll figure out a way to make it happen. Yep. Uh, any other League One highlights?
1: Yeah. So Zanzibar, poor guy, only scored 83.64 points. He was the, the low scorer in League One. But he started Miles Sanders and Kenny Galladay, who oh, were. Oh, so he wasn't paying attention. Out. So he was not paying attention. But I did do some quick roster adjustments in my head. Had he started two people that would have started and played, he still would have lost. So
0: nice. And uh, we've uh, already
1: got some trade activity in League One, which is what I like to see. Well, that's I, I awesome. A big proponent of that. Harles traded uh, Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen to Toko for uh, Jerry Judy and Eckler. Awesome. Ekle, so. Wow. Yeah. Moving around, not you know, sometimes you see some no names players get traded because someone's hyped on them, but these are two pretty and pretty big, big names
0: going. And you, uh, Dale, you started off one and oh with a 15 point victory over uh, D's who has a funny team name, CD's. Nice, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, I had some eggs that got laid on my team, but overall, Zeke helped, Matt Ryan helped me, so. I was proud to get that victory. I was projected going into the Monday night games to lose by two points, which would have uh, so you pulled me, out of
0: You pulled out a Monday sneaker.
1: I did. I did.
0: Nice. That's awesome. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, those are the best. I love those close ones. All right, so let's move on to League Two. This is the Matcha League. Go to letterss. slash matcha and see how awesome it is to trade DeFi assets there. Uh, this is Dynasty's league. Our buddy Crypto Dynasty is the the commish on this league, and uh, you probably got our main stats. Top scorer though was Team Can Crypto at night. Our buddy from Boston scored one thirty three point six six. He was also rolling with Calvin Ridley, who put up twenty nine point four points. Man, I was honestly all these fantasy people in the offseason season were talking about. Calvin Ridley's going to smash and I just wanted him to score like two points in his first game so that you know like fade the fade the hype of Calvin Ridley but he is a good player and he 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 balled out. Yep. I think Atlanta's going to ball out in general this year on offense.
1: i mm-hmm. I'm well, big on Matt Ryan. I've got him in several leagues.
0: Nice. And he's cheap too. Yeah. Value play. A lot of the stuff in in fantasy football is pretty similar to crypto or trading uh uh-huh. where you're you're looking for value, you're seeing You know, where can you get uh, a lot where other folks are kind of not paying attention? So what other stats we got on this league?
1: So, yeah, like you said, uh, another high scorer was an interesting name. Uh, Scored 127.4 points. He had Zeke and Matty Ice also. So Uh, start of the week, Prince, my man Prince, uh, he's been in it. Him and Crypto at Night have both been in it from the get-go. Prince started Raheem Mostert, who who netted him 23.1 points. He was only started in 10.2% of all ESPN leagues. Wow. Uh, Funny thing about this league is there were no close games. All of the victories were over 10 points. Yeah, they all smashed. All smashed them. Low score of the week was a quick dub, only scored 88.38 points. Having the the Vikes defense at negative three is never going to hurt the cause. (laughs) Yeah. help the
0: cause. Uh, Is this the league where Prince's buddy drafted both Lamar Jackson and uh, – uh what's his face holy crap uh patty mahomes and pat mahomes in the so i've got so few shares pat mahomes i just blanked on him uh yeah so he drafted two two the two best quarterbacks and somebody was trolling him and then they were like man why'd you do that and he said so nobody else could have him Yep. (laughs) so he's
1: just gonna basically (laughs) wasted a pick you know i mean i'm sure he's he can trade him
0: later he wasted Um, a high pick but he's hoarding the highest scoring quarterbacks in the league. So. Yeah, I think he went, uh, I think they went third and fourth
1: round, I believe. He had the turnaround on on the snake draft. So he just went, took one and then took the other, which is insane.
0: I mean, if it was 2QB or super flex where you're starting two quarterbacks, I think it's a pretty interesting strategy if you are really good at finding like the deeper round quality players. Yep. Uh, But where it's only one quarterback, I mean, he needs to take advantage of that for a trade at some point to like lock down the season. Yep,
1: and I think there was a someone made that same play last year in my league, and they had Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. They drafted them pretty sim- close together, also.
0: We shouldn't be surprised that Dynasty picked up Cam Newton, but he's kind of been my cheat code for when I'm looking for somebody late that I think can uh, do well. Is I think Cam's going to be awesome on the Pats. I mean, he's a top five scoring quarterback every year. He plays all sixteen yep. games, and he was available in like the what tenth round, eleventh round, most of the time.
1: Yeah, and in my big league, you know, I have I refer to big league, uh, another league I'm in often in our fantasy circle. But I took him Cam Newton, and I think it was the 11th or 12th round. And you know, now he's after life, week one, he's pushing a starter.
0: Oh heck yeah, man! He's uh, he's going to be awesome. I'm a, I'm biased towards Cam because I went to Auburn and saw Cam live like five or six times that se- this season. He played and won the national championship with Auburn. So I mean, he's a monster on the, like. Dude looks like. He he can go eye to eye with any defensive mm-hmm. lineman. So yeah.
1: yeah, well, was it at the, the night of the draft? I think Crypto at night was saying that the NFL experts on a talk show were talking about if they could start an NFL team and could only have you know the body type of one person at all position, who would it be? And the consensus was it would be Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, man, no doubt. It's like, I mean, he's just a specimen, dude. Oh, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, one thing I want to talk on quick, Dubs, see your opinion. He started Odell Beckham Jr., and he scored eight points below his projection. He's kind of been a big turd here in the last uh, ten games of his. What, do you own him in any leagues?
0: I picked him up in uh, several best ball leagues where, if you don't know, best ball is you don't actually set your lineup every week, so it's just whoever scores the highest. I like OBJ. If I could have drafted him and redraft this year, I would have done it. Uh, it just didn't work out in terms of where I fell in the draft. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that Baker Mayfield is good, but OBJ is still the top target there. And yeah. if he's unhappy enough that they trade him, I think wherever he goes, he has a good chance of being the wide receiver one there. I, th- oh, definitely. I still think he's elite, man. I just think he was a super value uh, in like what the fourth or fifth round where he was going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got him in a six-keeper dynasty league. So I've been riding the struggle bus with him for the last 10 games. But I think, you know, if he's not in, in happy in Cleveland, I think he's, where, like you said, wherever he goes, he's going to be a top dog and freakish athlete. So he's still got a lot in the tank. I'm worried with him that he could pull the Andrew Luck and just retire one year Dude, that out would, of the blue. That would be brutal. Uh, oh, that would be awful.
0: Yeah, but he's only 27. And some of these receivers, you know, like Emmanuel Sanders is 33, still playing pretty well. But certainly until they're 30, for these guys that aren't giants, I mean he's five eleven, two hundred pounds. He uh I think he can be pretty good until he's thirty, thirty-one. And yeah. especially in Dynasty, I think if you got somebody that's really frustrated with him on the Browns, like he could be a pickup. So I agree. That's league two. And then uh we got league three. This is the stacked league. Go to com slash stacked and check out their automated trading strategies. This is my league, and uh, Dale, I pulled. I pulled one home. I, you know, we all faded tunes. Uh, our our buddy, yeah. t- our buddy tunes. Uh, I took him by almost forty points on, you on week. S- you one. smoked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. um, it's funny
1: that you say that this league got named the stacked league because there's three impressive scores between you, crutches, and fun face, all over 135 points, which you know is pretty outstanding and would be you know, aside from Slayer and, and my league would be the top score, top five scores in the league. So uh, going to be kind of fun to watch this league. You know, like, I, like you said, Crutches was the overall uh, high score of all three leagues at 153. He had Aaron Rodgers and Adam Thielen, both were leading the way. And then ledger, you had uh 143 point four smoke tunes and Lamar and Alvin Kamara led the way for you. So that was uh pretty good, Good output on Team Ledger. You also had the start of the week in League Three with uh, Dollars, Dallas Dallas Goddard. 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 Yeah. Goddard. Yeah, man. Twenty-one point one points started in only fourteen point seven percent of the league.
0: I had a I had like the best and the worst of tight end stuff going on uh, this week <laughs> because you know Goddard. I played him because Philly's wide receivers got all beat up yep. in training camp and. You know, there's the stuff with Ertz being in some contract talks. But either way, I figured Ertz was going to get all the coverage. And, you know, the receivers were all like rookies or guys that just didn't really show up well last year. So I went f- I went with Goddard over Blake Jarwin, who was our other Achilles tear, uh, which is a bummer yep. because a lot of people thought Blake Jarwin was going to break out this year. So mm-hmm. I stuck him on my bench, and Goddard was supposed to be my, you know, like backup in case in case Jarwin – you know, couldn't do it. That he'd be there for the rest of the year for, uh, you know, some in between points. But, uh, <laughs> poor Blake Jar went out for the season, and God came through strong for me. Yeah, that was a great, and I love the. It's fitting
1: you had such an analysis like that because you're exactly the same way about your crypto bags. <laughs> you factor in everything that no one factors in. You know, I didn't even think of him in other leagues as you know, realizing I knew some of their receivers were banged up, but the fact that, uh, Ertz would be the main man that would be covered, you know, just solidifies my love for you, Ledger.
0: Man, I've been, I- I've been too obsessed with fantasy football this year. Like I had to, I had to commit be commissioner in another crypto league just, uh-huh. just so I could get a little more action for as many listening hours as I put in towards this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You've been hammering out these podcast fantasy podcasts and,
1: It's funny seeing your evolution from the first year of kind of dabbling to now you're just full, you know, engulfed with fantasy football. It's great.
0: It's uh, you know, I, I really am terrible at doing things halfway. Mm -hmm. And my one consistent thing is, you know, we've got, uh, this league we've, and I've got another crypto league and we've got a dynasty crypto league that you were in the first year. This is the second year. I always need one person that I just root for all the way. So, um, I, I, I reached a little bit and in the second round got Lamar Jackson. So I've got Lamar and uh, all three of my primary leagues that I'm pretty excited about. So it's not, that's not like what all the analysts would say, but he's such a cheat code in this stuff that I went for yeah. it.
1: You know, and he's, we'd mentioned it earlier, he's one of the top two scorers in the entire league. And, you know, he's only going to get better. He's got J.K. Dobbins with him this year i think last year they lacked a little bit on the run game so you know having that in his corner you know i say run game meaning running back because he can still yeah. run but yeah, he had a thousand having yards just and yeah having just another weapon for him and jk dobbins and i'm i'm big on him um overall especially in dynasty leagues but i think he's going to be a beast and having him in lamar and then what's it marquise brown oh yeah i love hollywood fast. brown fast
0: I think he's going to be awesome this year, man. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, So you stuck me in this league with my arch nemesis of fantasy football, probably one of the only people out of this whole group that's paid Mm -hmm. more attention to fantasy football than me. Uh, Our buddy Crutches, and he showed up with the top score of the week. Uh, Rogers absolutely balled out. Um, And what other thoughts or stats do we have out of League 3?
1: Uh, that's about it. I I was gonna mention the big matchup between the two top scoring teams in in the league, virtually. But you know, you have crutches this week. Um, you know, I, I'm not he overly huge on Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, he balled out last week, yeah, but
0: I just don't think that you don't think the like the what like the revenge season thing is going to play out. Like, like, I
1: don't. I mean, I know he he's in year two of their new coach. What is it? Flores or Fleur or whatever his name is for the Packers. So there's, you know, there's some people saying that he's got a better grasp on the offense because last year he was not Aaron Rodgers, mater- you know, his regular self. Yeah. So he could have a good year. And I've got Devontae Adams in some other leagues and he's probably my one player like your Lamar Jackson. I try and get Devontae Adams in every single league just so I have that one player when he scores. I know I'm getting the points.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Devonte Adams. I mean, he could easily be this year's Michael Thomas just getting like yeah. whatever 150 catches or something crazy. I hope he is. Uh yeah, so I'm playing crutches this week and let's move into a couple of like top waiver wire stuff because you know, we saw a few trends. One, like you said, Marlon Mack out for the season, so yep. Jonathan Taylor's value went way up. People were who watch rookies were already hyped about him. Mm-hmm. Um but his his teammate was probably the most added player if you check out Sleeper, like if you ever use a Sleeper app for Fantasy, 650,000 users added Naheem Hines this week for Sleeper, and they say uh, Philip Rivers loves to throw to these running backs. He's who made Austin Eckler a beast the past couple of years. So Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, probably the two biggest running back ads of the, of the week, right?
1: Yeah, you know, with Marlon Mack getting out for the season, it's really going to be kind of a committee with those two. Like you said uh, – Philip Rivers loves thrown to his back. Look at Eckler and then Melvin Gordon for the years before that. So I, you know, big on those two. Another one that I'm big on, and I know Crutches is not. I saw he said this earlier, but I like Malcolm Brown. I know that the lot the Rams' backfield is crowded, and they're going to be, um, you know, running back by committee. But I picked. I saw he was named the starter, so I picked him up on a Saturday in, in a different league. But um, and I'm really glad I did. He, you know, to me, he's a clear back. I think he had 18 carries
0: last week, 79 yards, and two scores. Yeah, you man. know, the
1: with with he these trio,
0: he outplayed Akers big time. And I think oh, hands down, I think Akers could be really good later. But I actually think, uh, I think he was awesome. I I way overpaid for him on our waivers in this league. Actually, I picked him up um, when I dropped. Who did I drop? I dropped Jordan Howard. Miami backfield just looks like it's going to be a three headed disaster. So. I paid thirty-one bucks mm-hmm. of fab for Malcolm Brown, so I'm hoping he shows out early in the year, so I can use him as a steady flex. Because we've got these two flex players, so you can play four running backs in our league. So, game changer. Yeah, if I can yep. get him as a good RB and four, I, I'm happy.
1: Charlie Ponzi paid one hundred and forty dollars for him in in <gasps> league two, so so my thirty-one wasn't too bad. Uh, we've got for those that don't know, we've yeah, we've got two hundred dollars blind. Blind budget for for waivers the first time. Another one I'm big on, and it's not because I'm a Bears fan. Is Anthony Miller, um, receiver for the Bears. I just like him. You know, last year he was a rookie out of Memphis and saw the snaps, but didn't really see the the targets. And with the evolution of Mitch Trubisky, you know, maybe he is okay. I don't know. After last week, I feel pretty good about his performance. Last week, through three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and led them to victory. But uh, I think he's going to get his targets. You know, Allen Robinson's in a contract dispute. Some say he might be on his way out of Chicago. They They apparently had rumors a, they apparently had a meeting they, today that went well and Chicago's saying they want to keep him. So. I saw that. There must have been some Yeah, I saw talks. that before, but regardless, yeah, he's going to be kind of like that Zach Ertz when oh, yeah, man. you know, the receivers are banged up. He's gonna get all the attention. They don't really have a tight end. That new t- rookie tight end from Notre Dame. So that's another person I targeted. It's like that's how Juju Anthony Smith Schuster
0: broke out back when Antonio Brown got all the attention. Like Juju just exactly. tore it up. Not that uh, exactly. Not, not that Chicago has a quarterback of uh, Roethlisberger caliber. Big Much to yeah. your chagrin as no. a Chicago Bears fan.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you my dark horse of the week. You ready give me for dark horse of the week? I want it. And I have picked him up in every single league that he's available, which was most of them. Scotty Miller, receiver for the Bucks. I'm all over it with you, man. Okay. Um, you know he had last week five catches, 73 yards. I saw Chris Godwin entered concussion protocol, so he's questionable now for
0: Sunday. Um, Mike Evans so, didn't. Mike Evans he, was basically a decoy this last week too, right? He had some kind of hamstring exactly. injury. And he
1: reminds me a lot of Edelman and Wes Walker, and we all know how Brady loves throwing to his slot receivers.
0: Brady loves those speedy little white boys.
1: That's right. I'm I'm all in on Scott
0: Miller, Scotty. Yeah. E. Uh, I put him in my starting lineup for I think Dynasty, uh, our Dynasty league this week, this upcoming week. This is early in the week, but it's like this is what I want to see happen. You know, uh, I think he could do yeah. it awesome. My sleeper of the week is Joshua Kelly for the Chargers because Yeah, I like that too. I uh I think he's worth putting on the bench, you know. Like I love Eckler. Love him. Uh and he got most of the carries, but Joshua Kelly had let's see what it was, 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. And mm-hmm. I mean, he could he could he could squeeze in there and fill the Melvin Gordon role and um you know, the Chargers aren't going to throw to the running back as much this year. So Joshua Kelly is a little sneaky. I think I can get some flex points out of him. And to put that in context in another league, I dropped on Johnson for Kelly just because I think Kerryon is going to be the odd man out with Adrian Peterson being reliable. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're going to put some put some targets on Swift. And I think as much mm-hmm. as I love on, another Auburn guy. Uh, say i say your boy. Yeah, I just think he's not going to fit in, in that in that team very well, at least from a fantasy purposes. I think he'll be a great, like – you know NFL player, but I, I don't think that that is very helpful for scoring fantasy points. Yeah, he's he's going to be a role guy, in my opinion. With with him, and we all
1: know Adrian Peterson's not going to be with the Lions forever. So I, I doubt they're going to part ways with Carry On. I think they'll still keep him around, but I think he's going to see a limited role while. Uh, Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift are healthy
0: one more deep sleeper if you especially if you've got like a three wide receiver league or a lot of flexes or you know maybe you've got Kenny Galladay and Michael Thomas and all your receivers are banged up uh, somebody to look at would be Traquan Smith uh, mm-hmm. on the Saints he's a beast of an athlete and uh, a lot of people have been talking him up and with Thomas out he could uh, he could be that kind of secondary guy like Emmanuel Sanders is going to be the wide receiver one any week Thomas is out. But I think Traquan yep. Smith could end up with the fantasy points. So somebody I'm looking at. you have any fades of the week? You know, I'm I'm just going to go with
1: all of the Jets. Like, <laughs> just you know, Le'Veon Bell is out. Um, What, three weeks I think he got added to the IR. I saw Adam Gase was basically crying after the Jets lost because he put Le'Veon Bell back in. But, you know, I just... They're just a complete and sorry, Whale and and Bobby, I know you guys are Jets huge believers. fans. The only one I like is Jamison Crowder. And he's the only one I'm rostering out of the whole crew. I suppose if you drafted Le'Veon Bell, you you're not
0: releasing him. But just the whole Jets offense is a hot mess. Yeah, man. And I was excited about Denzel Mims, but I think he's either on IR or certainly out right now. So even some of their young guys are are not showing out right now. Uh there's another backfield. I put in that same category, which is Miami and fade Mm -hmm. miles Gaskin, despite, you know, him, them saying he's going to have a role. They've got Jordan Howard and Matt Breda aren't bad. And now you're adding Gaskin on top of that. So you've got three mediocre running backs on a mediocre team. I don't think any of it's going to work well. And he was the third most added player on sleeper. And then uh, maybe my more controversial fade of, I'd say fade of the year uh, from so far, and I think if James Conner is truly out for Pittsburgh, everybody's acting like Benny Snell's going to be the jam, um, and he played well. Like He played really well um, yeah. in, was it Monday Night Football? Yeah. yeah. He played well on Monday Night Football, but the missing element to me, and this is a combo, Fade Snell and uh, deep sleeper Anthony McFarland, because he was in a concussion protocol, so otherwise he oh. would have... T- he would have totally been in that rotation when Connor went out, and I think if Connor does go out, it'll end up a committee between Snell, McFarland, and every now and then, uh, even uh, Jalen Samuels a little bit. Yep. I really like Anthony McFarland traded for him in Dynasty. He's a rookie out of Maryland, and he'll be active in the next game. Uh, so if Connor's out again, I don't think Snell's just going to get RB one type numbers.
1: No, I would agree with you there, and while we were talking here, I thought of another one that is going to kind of be controversial, but I'm fading Tom Brady. I think, uh, you know, I saw some highlights of his, and I just think he lost a step, and, you know, Bruce Arians, the head coach down at Tampa Bay, came out and kind of said, you know, this isn't the Patriots or whatever it was he said. So, you know, maybe some riffraff between the two of them, and they'll come out again and say, oh, no, it it was meant to motivate this or that and they'll make some excuse making it seem to the public eye that all good is down in tampa bay but i you know he just tom brady just looks like he lost a step he overthrew some easy throws underthrew some deep routes um which makes me mad because i have mike evans in quite a few leagues so that was one reason i picked him early but we'll see
0: Yeah, I don't know what to make of uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, Fournette went there, too. We didn't talk about that. We could talk for an hour about fantasy football. We've already been talking for 30 minutes, so this is a a long addition to the podcast. But if everybody likes this, just let us know, and we'll see uh, what we can do more. Dale and I could talk about football for quite a while, I'm sure. We could do a 10-hour podcast every week on (laughs) fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens down there in in Tampa Bay. Do you you think Fournette will take over as the primary running back there?
1: Yeah. It's just a matter of time. I, I get the, you know, I, I used to coach baseball and sometimes this is going to sound bad and I don't mean it bad in any ways. Sometimes you just give players the rope and for lack of a better word, you let them tie themselves up. And then that way, you know, you don't look as terrible as a coach. And I just think it's a matter of time before Ronald Jones, the third does something and then opens the door for net to take over. I mean, he's
0: clearly the more talented back down to Tampa Bay. Didn't Ronald Jones take a lot of flack, uh, before for not being a good pass blocker yeah so, he's a
1: terrible best pass blocker and
0: not a bad I runner guess. but like you can't not protect tom brady right like, that's right they no. just paid him so much money uh yep. to come finish his career so fournette's gonna be the more like all-around quality back despite his pot belly and whatever other meme pictures people found of him <laughs> <laughs> yep that's exactly right i would agree completely nice all right, let's leave it there. Keep up with us week in, week out as we update y'all on our three leagues. Thanks again to Dragon Chain, Matcha, and Stacked for being our league sponsors of a fun little thing that we got going on the side. Follow at Fantasy Status on Twitter. Dale, I got to get you credentials so you can start posting on there with me. Uh, but I'm sure. I'm tweeting my thoughts every now and then just for kicks and giggles. Uh, we will catch y'all next week.